my name on the back of my belt Believe there's a God to save me from hell And dirt roads are made for country boys like me They took her baby Don't believe in politically correct She had her baby If you want a piece of me CPS taker Better have a set A rifle and a four-wheel drive is all I need Okay, let's get me a rhythm January. Nelson's gonna let him bleed today. He's going in the shop. And it's good for you. Take your Taramax today. President Business enveloped by a cloud of drones descending from the sky. That's the most disorganized. I would never let my kid read Chronicle SU. Jeff, I said Nelson's bleeding today. And I'll say it right to the camera. Stop it. <laughs> You want to do this right now? I write to the propaganda for the right wing. You are fake news. And I smoke in the weed. You're going to get this Paramax out. We're going to live a clean life. Yes, I'm going to a um, dissociative state because you're tuned in to Hate Radio. Broadcasting all across the galaxy. Break out the Terramax and put your kids to sleep. Here's your host, Hate Set. I didn't notice until uh, we got somewhat through that fucking intro that the uh, the audio was way distorted. But uh, I guess it's good now. Um, let me know in the chat if it's if it's good or not because I don't want to do the whole show with fucking impossible sound. You know what I mean? I mean it's gonna suck in terms of content and quality of programming, but I'm talking about just the sound of my voice. I need to know. This already got off on the wrong foot. I wanted to. I had some more shit I wanted to play and whatever. But tonight's tonight's show is brought to you proudly by Liebel Joker Incorporated, who brought you such wonderful products as the Panoptosphere, the Panopticon Terror Max, the the drug that enhances terror naturally using your body's own defenses, and uh, the fucking space plane. It's been up in the sky for seven hundred eighty days. Who the fuck knows? We're live, baby. Okay plane just got back nobody has any idea what the fuck it's been doing up there they were talking in uh load radio chat on irc about uh misspending of government money motherfuckers uh what some dude's got a 19 year old chauffeur that sucks his cock and that's uh that's a misspenditure of money is misspenditure a word that's a mis-expenditure of money that some dude is getting his dick wet okay well i'm sorry you feel that way but uh but no, the space plane has been up in the sky, right, for who the fuck knows how long doing God knows what. It just got back, and we've got the top story tonight at Chronicle.su, the Internet Chronicle, uh, Hate Radio. Uh, this, this comes out of Washington, D.C. Okay, the X-37B space plane was met with cold distrust the other day after a 780-day mission concluded away from actual responsibilities. So the space plane got back. It looks like it could be in some trouble. Washington. The Air Force quickly put out a joint Sunday after the Boeing X-37B space plane made an unexpected return in the middle of the night to the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. The pre-dawn landing woke the family dog, set off a smoke alarm, and confused the two small children belonging to the space plane and Secretary of the Air Force Barbara Barrett. The warm reception, if brief, was colored by revelry the likes of which only 780 days apart can elicit 
Uh, following a loving embrace, uh, Barrett noticed the unmistakable stench of alcohol on the breath of the unmanned science vessel. And uh, I, I guess this, this bristled her a little bit. It says that uh, Barrett said she pulled back instinctively, noticing that the plane was burned, tinted, and charred, as if it had been involved in some secret space meetings, perhaps in some smoky space bar with mustachioed aliens. Her imagination, folks, was running wild. Uh, but with a successful landing today, the X-37B completed its longest flight to date and successfully completed all mission objectives, Barrett said, assuming those objectives were to worry me, tarnish my trust, and lead our children to believe their space plane abandoned us, Barrett said. So she's bringing her personal shit into this story right off the bat. I mean, this space plane is just out there conducting its mission. She acknowledged that uh, this mission successfully hosted Air Force Research Laboratory experiments among global spying, as well as providing what I assume was a ride for a few small satellites, which the X-37B assures me were strictly professional. People are confusing the Barrett from this story with Barrett Brown. I thought the same thing, but it's actually, uh, it's actually, isn't it funny that Barrett Brown even has a fucking, like, what has he done? The Palantir thing? That was Barrett? That wasn't Barrett, was it? Somebody told me that he that he wrote some good shit for uh, from when he was in prison, but yeah, these American space planes, man, they they fucking uh, no. But this is this is Barbara Barrett, the secretary of the Air Force, and for some reason we give a fuck about her in this story. We'll continue on. Barrett confided in her peers, probing for answers to her most pressing concerns. The space plane, she told Air Force Commander John Majors seems distant and withdrawn, somehow different from how it left. What was it doing up there for 780 days, asked Air Force Commander John Majors. Even John Majors didn't know. Jumping John Majors. He says it didn't call, it didn't text, Uh, two years went by and now it's back. Look, I'm not saying anything one way or the other. I just want to know where it's been, Majors said. And uh, Dr. Troubadour comes into the story. The mysterious and exotic, real Dr. Troubadour, Angstrom H. Troubadour, not to be confused with the other Dr. Troubadours, uh, is involved in these secret projects around government black sites like Area 51-S4, where Bob Lazar famously examined a real UFO that the government had and for some reason wanted him to look at. Out at Papoose Lake! Uh, Dr. Troubadour covered for the space plane, which he said was merely dropping off those hot little satellites with their tight little fucking asses, for business purposes only. Uh, Troubadour said the X-37B space plane was on a top-secret mission, away from his wife, where he dropped off hot, upcoming satellites that hang behind foreign communications satellites, hoovering up every packet of data transmitted between Earth and the miserable scum living on the surface below. Uh, That was Dr. Troubadour, researcher and wingman for the X-37B space plane. But uh, this just in, breaking news, space plane data leaked. It says here, oh, this is written by the space plane. I've been on a 780-day mission conducting top-secret science experiments that literally can't be done on the fucking Earth, and i got to come home to this. It doesn't make sense. I've been busting my ass 
said the Boeing X-37B space plane. He said, you know, it is weird, though, because now that I think about it, I, th- I-, I thought I saw some receipts from Lockheed Martin in our trash can by the dresser. That's tragic. Lying, cheating, fucking bitch. It- it's, always, uh, it's always the ones who are most, isn't it? it- it's the ones that are, like, uh, really jealous and they always want to see your phone and shit. Like, those are the ones. Those are the ones, X-37B space plane, that you got to watch out for. That's fucked up. I mean, especially considering that this is like a, this is an Air Force thing. Like that space plane is a, is a veteran. Um, Impulse Filters in the chat says, I'm really enjoying this stream. I don't know what you're enjoying about it. This has got to be the worst part. The most uh, excruciating part is always the first like 15 minutes for me. There's some unpronounceable symbols in the chat. He says, uh, hey, I like Barrett Brown, though. Everyone else hates him, oh, especially the Dallas cops. Yeah, I bet they do hate him. That's got to be tough for Barrett, right? Living in Dallas and being hated by the Dallas cops. But he really likes to... Um... Oh, and Juniper Toxic says... Oh, that's uh, Juniper Toxic. That is... Um... I think that's Kakama. She does, she does work with the bees. Juniper Toxic says, um, sometimes in India, hardworking space rovers don't even come home. There's no OSHA. They die on the job. Uh, Logic says, Jerry Freeman visited Papoose Lake and died of cancer. Who's Jerry Freeman? You know who else died of cancer from fucking with those chemicals, I think, was uh, Carl Sagan. Because you can watch Carl Sagan go in this laboratory, right? And, and he's got, uh, I think it's uranium. And uranium, he had this uranium in, in a test tube. And he's showing it to the camera. He's like, yeah, this shit is like, you know, this is some space shit right here, motherfucker. You ever seen shit like this? And he's holding it up to the camera. And um, wouldn't you know it, he died. he died from a form of cancer that I think is what caused from exposure to that shit. I don't know, I'm just making it up by now. Let's see here. Uh, they did a remake of Carl Sagan. <laughs> I like that you call the uh, Cosmos series Carl Sagan. They did a remake of Carl Sagan with a black guy. Uh, she's referring, of course, to Neil deGrasse Tyson, who did the, the famous book Death by Black Hole, where he goes into great detail about the, uh, the way, how, how it is to die uh, by means of a black hole. And uh, basically what he says is that as you hit the event horizon, which is the point of no return uh, at the boundary of a black hole, it is probably always growing. If you hit that, you then are pulled in by such, uh, I forgot what the force is called, but by gravity, right? Gravity is sucking you in at this point so perfectly and efficiently and so rapidly that it's ripping you into perfect segments so it rips you in half and then it rips you into quarters and then it rips you into uh 16ths or or, and then and so on and 30 seconds and 64ths (laughs) and then and then uh, eventually um you are broken down to such constituent parts that you can be like sent through a motherboard as data uh they remade the guy Oh, she says they literally remade Carl Sagan. <laughs> but why a black guy? Because is that the whole thing? It's like, 
why does it have to be anything? Let's just use a uh, a black guy because they always want to do it like uh, it's got to be like if if they if they're um, crippled or handicapped or whatever. Like people insist on that being done by someone who's actually in a wheelchair, just like Rain Man was done by an actual um, idiot savant, Richard. Is it Richard Gere or is it Gear? It's Gear, Richard Gere with a soft G. Rain Man would have known that right away. So putting a black guy, it's like the LeVar Burton, right? The, he, they're trying to reading Rainbow that shit up a little bit. Like putting LeVar Burton in was going to get the Trekkie nerds and the urban crowd. Like, yo, man, reading is ill and dope television is whack even though we're watching this show about television about reading on the fucking television i'm a little kid and i say fucking i remember i was standing in line when i was five years old and i was just like using the worst fucking words i'd ever heard like fuck and you know she kissed my ass the teacher's a fucking whore or something i didn't say whore but i said those other words right and uh this kid was standing there with me and he was like what and and the girls were like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm telling right now. I said, tell them. They won't believe you. And this kid was next to me, and he was like, you cuss? I said, yeah, man. Yeah, I cuss. I was a bad motherfucker when I was five years old, dude. You couldn't stand in line with me. I would get you in trouble, everyone around in trouble. You would get in trouble because you didn't fucking tell on me. No, I was a sweetheart. Except I, I would, uh, I would steal quite a bit. I did steal a lot. I'm sorry if I'm ignoring the chat over here. I gotta fucking. I mean, there's like all these chats going. This is the chat show where we just stress out over chats. We got, we got lots of, lots of good show coming up. It's gonna be a motherfucker of a show. I haven't even looked at the subjects, but already you guys are hitting all the high points here. They replaced Carl Sagan with a with a black man how's mr sagan supposed to get a cab in new york city now and uh and then what that's significant right it's hip kids need to see yeah i mean black people in the 70s would have liked somebody besides fred sanford (laughs) could you throw us a fucking neil degrasse tyson every once in a while we've been watching this guy live in a junk pile for 20 years uh tom cruise fucked nicole Kidman of Rover for for over 10 years. Yes, but Tom Cruise fucked Nicole Kidman for over 10 years. So there is that, uh, says the unpronounceable symbols in chat. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Juniper Toxic points out that they remade Ghostbusters with four cripples instead. <laughs> with four cripples. She means four women. Instead of the original guys. I bet the original guys looked at that script and they said, no fucking thank you. You know, we stopped pretending to catch ghosts. Uh, All right, right along the time that you couldn't even legally drive that car on the road anymore. We're fucking done. Cripples. Uh, There was a Mr. Show. They happen to be women, but pretty sure they're cripples, she says. So that's that's a good qualifier defunct comedy gland louis ck has a funny story about a woman in the audience with a defunct comedy gland 
uh, he's telling a story about his leg. He's at the doctor complaining about his leg. And, uh, you know, he's about 39 at the time. And he's talking to the doctor. And the doctor says, yeah, uh, you know, there's nothing I can do for you. This is just how it is. And so the whole joke is about how you get to a certain age and doctors just stop giving a fuck about you. So the doctor looked at Louie and he goes, yeah, man, I mean, your leg is just that way now. Your knee is always going to be. And a woman in the crowd was like, really? Because it seems like uh, at your age, there was still, he would explore other options. And Louie stops and he goes, yeah, but I'm saying he didn't. So, and then after that, you know, just the, the energy is gone, right? The energy level is about where this podcast is right now. We're going to take a a short break. When we come back, we're going to do the Walmart chant together. That's going to be exciting. Did you? It's good to remind ourselves that there are people out there doing the Walmart chant. If you've ever done the Walmart chant in your life, that is to say, if you ever worked at Walmart, uh, I would really like to hear from you because we're going to talk about the Walmart chant coming up. We're gonna we're gonna learn how to self suck. And just a just a little bit, and it's going to be a motherfucker of a show tonight. Kakama uh, was talking about listening, um, and possibly even calling in. I guess. Jewbird says, uh, "I guess shoutouts to Hate Sec, though, for doing a stream. Oh, for even doing a stream. <laughs> like I'm getting credit for doing something. Uh, Hate Sec sounds like he doesn't get laid much." No confidence in his voice. That's true. That's true. My voice is suffering from a confidence thing. I was worried that I shouldn't even do the show because uh, because I was like so tired. But during this break, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something, and I'll come back with a let's not say more energy, but it's gonna be a different energy. You know what I mean? So uh, stick around for that. We're going to listen to some weird shit. I'm coming after you. You guys like Anonymous? We have an idea now. Who Anonymous is? You know where he lives? I know his name, his mother's name, his father's name, his brother's name. This is not the real Anonymous. Uh, tomorrow, there's going to be a rally. They're there to antagonize, to cuss. Mothers have taken their children out of school. This has gone too Anonymous, you're watching this. I'm coming after you. This is not the real Anonymous. Mothers have taken their children out of school. Uh, Tomorrow, there's going to be a rally. This is not the real Anonymous. 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 You know where he lives? I know his name, his mother's name, his father's name, his brother's name. Anonymous, you're watching this. I'm coming after you. Radio Hate is brought to you proudly by Legal Joker Incorporated. We brought to you this distorted... Uh, it's very unfortunate what they let us do out here in this world. Uh, 
you ever witnessed the birth of multiple universes only to realize you were too stoned to verbalize it to your friends? That's why Liebel Joker Labs has invented Mind Over Matter to pattern out your logic trees in real time so you can share it with your friends and trusted family members. Upload your philosophical renderings to Facebook and Twitter. Mind Over Matter can be inserted directly into the brainstem and is powered by any wall outlet. Your thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. Forgot what you were thinking? No problem, because Mind Over Matter offers a fully interactive and comprehensive read-write experience. Just turn a dial with your thoughts and select how far back in the past you wish to go. And Mind Over Matter overwrites your current state of mind with previous mental states. It's magic! Repeat as many times as necessary. Go back as far as you like. Mind over matters should not be used by children or people over 70. This product is not a toy. Mind over matter has been shown to cause irreversible psychological damage to people who insist upon misusing mind over matter. Use mind over matter in a controlled environment away from sharp objects and television. Some users of mind over matter blame that sensation experience themselves. Shadows lurking in the periphery. If you become a shadow behind the scenes of your own memories, come in close contact with or find yourself coming in religious superlative or witness the death of the universe. This can use mind over matter immediately and avoid sleep for at least 36 hours. Mind over matter cannot be space time, but studies have shown that ability to rearrange neutrinos star structures from billions of miles away should only be performed under close adult supervision. Do not reverse mental state any farther back than before one year's age. Study of shown using mind over matter to recall prenatal thoughts has led to heart attacks, start and redux. Mind over matter is fun for the whole family and milk to vaccinal horrors of mind weight for you and your children. A legal Joker product. Wow. And to think that it only took Dr. Troubadour two years to master the technology to overwrite the past using your thoughts. That's exciting shit that they're working on over there at Liebel Droker Laboratories. There's a Liebel Droker University. You can take classes under Dr. Troubadour. He'll teach you how to masturbate because there's a right and a wrong way from what I've heard. Somebody asks, uh, Stratum in the chat asks, is this BMIR? Does that mean uh, black mothers in retaliation? No, Dr. Troubadour He's this. Uh, he wears a coat of many colors. You'll recall that he was in uh, tonight's latest story. He was the researcher from that story, and he backed up the space plane's valid claims that it was only dropping off those super hot, slutty, fucking little nasty little dirty satellites that get in behind those real communication satellites. Vacuum up all that fucking data. All that nasty little data kicking around out of those satellites. We want to know what they're talking about. And (laughs) the space plane was up there sniffing their asses, man. So uh, how about while space plane's out there making money, huh? He can come home, Barbara. How, How about to you not putting out a fucking joint as he's walking in the door and you're kicking some dude out Wearing a leather jacket. I'm a backdoor man. I eat more chicken any man ever see. And the space plane's coming in like, honey, I don't feel that love at all radiating from this home. Oh, where have you been, Mr. Space Plane? Because I sure as hell wasn't getting a train run on me by bikers on a sawhorse in the backyard. No. No. Space planes out there trying to make a living. He's got to come home to this shit. And what does he find in the trash can? But motherfucking receipts for airplane parts from 
not Boeing, not Boeing X-37B, space plane Boeing, but receipts from Lockheed Martin. That cheating, lying, fucking bitch. This is my edgy Paul Rust impression. Is it working? I, I don't know who Paul Rust is. Oh, uh, Logic says there's a recent Scott Manley video about the space plane and the weird orbit it was in. Uh, I, I love Scott Manley. He does those uh, Kerbal Space Program videos. He teaches you how to make rockets that survive re-entry and whatever. Uh, so what, what, what kind of orbit was that space plane in? It, it would have exceeded, what is it, uh, 2,100 miles per hour? What, what, what do you have to do, 2,400 miles meters per second to, uh, to punch out of the atmosphere? New no-nos. Here's my first new no. New no. Here's my first new no-no. How about when I'm out flying around in fucking space making millions of dollars for my family, I don't come home and find you fucking somebody in a denim jacket with holes and patches on it? How about you take care of the kids instead of spending all their money on methamphetamines? I'm out here orbiting with a large inclination. Okay, I'm hiding from motherfucking amateur satellite trackers for a year. Okay, but I'm getting phone calls from everybody who can fucking see you in your car, your little fucking basic V6 Dodge Charger piece of shit, and the long-haired motherfucker working at the coffee shop you got riding in my passenger seat that I fucking paid for. I'm the space plane making money for this family and you're fucking dudes behind my back her name was barbara i'm sorry for doing that into the uh barrett not to be confused with barrett brown or as he was known in prison barbara brown they would they would go to brown town every every once in a while new no no how about when i'm in prison chronicle.su doesn't fucking write stories about me. That was a little low. That was a little bit absurd. New no no. We're not gonna do any more new no's. That's uh what's his name? That's Paul Russ bit. I can't have that. That don't belong to me. You know what else doesn't belong to me? The uh X thirty seven B space plane. And he doesn't belong to you either. So why don't you try uh, living your own life there, Barbara? Raise your two fucking kids, and don't you worry about those hot, skanky, slutty little spy satellites that the X-37B space plane has been driving around. You know this thing is unmanned. It's kind of creepy, right, to think of it up there that long? Just drifting around like a goddamn dart? New no-no. Monkey Touches says, I'm back. The space plane is awesome, and thanks for that information there, Logic. I just wish we knew what it was up to, because uh, if it's just up there learning how to do extra scary war shit, <laughs> like, I don't want to know about it, but I feel like I kind of have to. And then, and secondly, that's a waste, right, because it's not actually doing anything uh, to advance 
positive science, or they would be like, hey, by the way, this is what it did. It was up there advancing positive science. You don't have to freak out and jump to conclusions about what it's been up to. Okay? You just raise those kids and uh, pretend like he doesn't know you're smoking cigarettes. And let's leave it at that, Barbara. Babs. Babs. What could it possibly be doing up there? Away from his wife. <laughs> Good one, monkey touches. Running with the joke. Yeah, I don't know, man. What was it doing up there for real? They would just come out and tell you if it was anything good, right? Do you think Boeing has a Walmart chant before they build another war plane? They, you got blood on your face. You're a big disgrace. Kicking those kids all over the place. New no, no. Don't give your Bunker Buster Bombs funny names anymore. It sounds ridiculous when you're dropping them on women and children. That's the Boeing. That's that's Boeing's new no no. This is so stupid, man. What about uh, what about that hate coil? I mean, do you think they had a hate coil up there on the unmanned space plane? It needs a brainstem to jack into. Ever see the ISS flyover? Asks the unpronounceable symbol. Ever think about how many dildos are up there on it? That's funny. That's pretty funny. You guys are fucking funny tonight. Monkey Touches says he doesn't think about dildos ever. It's big of you to admit that, Monkey Touches. Because some people, I think, uh, probably do and should own it. New no-no. If you got a thing about dildos, maybe just fucking accept it and stop fighting it. And uh, go ahead and order one off the internet. But wait, that's not a no-no. Stop uh, shunning it. Quit pretending like you don't have that many dildos on your brain. No, there's got to be... Dude, these girls, right? <laughs> we call them girls. They're up there fucking doing man's... These broads up on the space station, of course they have dildos, dude. And... They, they put in a word just like everybody has to has to put in their list for private items. That's how that one asshole got his guitar up there and sang, uh, sang that Shatner song. There is, somebody says there's a shotgun on the internet. But anyway, the ladies, the broads, went to the whoever puts the cargo up there, right? Let me see. Somebody's watching Twilight. Why am I distracted by that? They go, they go to the people that put the cargo on the ship, and they say, look, I want my dildo on board, okay? Yes, I'm calling it a dildo. Make your fucking jokes. I don't give a shit. I'm not going up without that thing. I bet she's got some kind of super scientific dildo that they, that they built on board the ISS, and they do pleasure tests on her clit, and they've got her, uh, you know... These, uh, they've got those Velcro straps up there for holding you in while you're sleeping so you don't bounce around. So if the cabin depressurizes, at least you're trapped there to die. Let's see, can, and, uh, and they hold up the, uh, the cosmic vibrator, as it were. Is that wrong? You think, or do you think she snuck her own on board? Am I missing calls? 
it's uh it's one fifteen a.m in new york city and you're listening to radio hate i'm hate sec and uh, i'm a pretty good old boy sucking and fucking on uh, this here radio station just for you uh i want to know if y'all are sucking or fucking tonight guest call in line is 917-675-4836 we're talking about crisis in the middle east did you know that in uh, northern africa they're still cutting kids hands off in there going after the diamonds but you motherfuckers still want to buy them Stratum says that I'm being sexist by assuming that only the women have the dildos. That's a good point. That's a good point. Here's another uh, Here's another possibility. The guys, maybe they wanted a dildo on board, but because homophobia and everything, like rampant in the Air Force, they were uh, maybe a little less inclined to ask for one, so they go to the ladies, and they're like, dude, they're totally going to believe it's for you. Will you get this shit on uh, Get this shit on board for me? I've got a... Uh, and, and for you, I will, I will bring up some birth control pills. Because I know women love taking birth control pills. And, uh, and I'll tell them it's just, it's for my hormone imbalance. Are you guys calling and getting denied? Let me let me see. I don't know, man. I don't know, baby. I paid the fucking bill. Uh, you're right, though. I, I'm I'm maybe I'm missing calls. I'll I'll restart Skype. People tell me Skype sucks. I'm starting to agree. Well, let me try to call it. I'll call it from my phone here, and I'll see what happens. I'm gonna prank call myself. No, it works. You guys are cunts. But uh, maybe you are calling and I'm not catching it because I'm not, I'm not looking at the screen. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see that you are calling. Okay. Uh, whatever. If you want to talk to old hate sack on the radio, by all means, baby doll, call that fucking phone. We still got some show to do. Uh, uh, here's a call now. It's about to get crazy. Chronicle.su Hate Radio, uh, you're on the air with Radio Hate. Hey, I'm just calling in to uh, confirm that the phone system is working, and uh, I guess it is. It is, in fact, working, sir. I appreciate you yeah. helping us test the show out here Do you, while we've got you on the air. Uh, would you like to say hello to the fine people on the Internet? Hello, everybody on IRC. Hello, not Dan. And hello, Stratum. I don't know anybody else on the Twitch stream, but of course, by saying hello, everybody on IRC, I covered all my bases, and everybody on IRC is greeted, whether I'm on that server or not. Now, uh, having greeted everyone on IRC... Do you, do you think that now that you go back, uh, that you're going to have a little more cred with them, having been on Hey Radio? By being so nice on IRC, or on the internet in general, you're going to be attacked by more people than you bargained for. Because people do not like nicety, especially in this post-Obama world we live in. Post-Obami? <laughs> Ubangu. 
post Ubangu? <laughs> Uh, no, I don't think. Uh, yeah, because so have you been attacked a lot in this post Obangu world? Absolutely. And uh, what kind? What? How do people like to attack you? They instead of how they used to attack me by saying I was gay as a child, now they attack me by saying I'm white. You're white. I'm. I'm. I'm a good old boy. White man, you know. You're a white man, baby. <laughs> Just grabbing grabbing some beers down at the bar and uh, shooting some poo as a, as a white man. God damn. But attacked. So, I don't have too much to say. What else might you be uh, wondering about while I'm testing your phone system here? Uh, it would have been funny if um, when you were a kid and... Uh, and calling you gay no longer worked if they had just gone over to being like oh oh, but you were molested by a gay pedophile that would have been that would have been funny they could have uh, clung that to you and as the victim like marred you with the stigma of rape itself which they do now that's a that's a form of bullying isn't that insane they do now, and that's a true shame, because if they... Well, let's go back to when I was bullied as a kid by them calling me gay. If that would happen now, or if I would bring that up to them now, they would be lambasted by their liberal cohorts for being so insensitive about homosexual thing. Ladies and gentlemen, Mayor Pete is on the phone. And... uh <laughs> And so then, uh, so where does it go from there? I have no idea. I'm just testing the phone system. <laughs> Toodles. That's funny, man. Thanks for calling Hate Radio. That was getting a little weird there in the end. Uh, see, once you bring it back to molest, like incest, molestation, that's when the belly laughs really get rolling. You know, that's when the knees get red. That's when you start slapping those legs red and raw. Because there is nothing funnier than a a pedophilia rape joke, right? Uh, You know who loved rape jokes was uh, Bill Cosby. He would throw his head back at a rape joke. Incestuous pedo rape jokes is the is the new low that we found on radio hate tonight and i i took us there radio hate you're on the air what hello hey baby what you doing <laughs> what's going on bro what's going on baby what you got would you would you, would you uh what'd you have for dinner dude i i'd rather not say it was so disgusting that I really don't even want to commit it to the public record. Oh my god! What about you? I had a, I had four like pieces of chicken. That oh, that's cool. uh, was like, like chicken strips, but without the breading. You know? Did Did you no, hear no, the wait, last I had, call? But I had stew earlier. Wait, no, it was like a vegetable soup. Um, what are you eating right now? Uh, Funyuns and that like sawdust beef jerky. Do you know what I'm talking about? That shit that looks like it's in a nip can, but it's like a, it's like this weird beef jerky powder. 
I, I don't, I'm not familiar with the beef jerky powder, but that sounds like something I could maybe use as a seasoning on other meats. I don't know about that. I mean, you could try, but it's not, it's not so much a powder as it is like a, it's like more of a sawdust. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's sort of a, a mealy kind of, um, almost like a grain yeah. consistency. Yeah, it's grainy, but it doesn't dissolve. You know what I mean? It's meat, but it's just like, it's like freeze dried or something. And all like, it's like somebody put, okay, like it's like somebody like puffed out beef jerky and freeze dried it and, and put it in like a weed grinder and then, and just like, you know, grind it up as well as they could and poured it into this weird, this, this plastic, uh, snuff tin, this plastic chewing tobacco tin. And so you've got, uh, in, in the, uh, in this fine grain, you'll have nugs of, clumps of uh, this stuff and those are those are good you can put those in uh, in the bowl and smoke it just like it is yeah and another thing is is like like when i got this thing like i've done this before because like about a year ago me and my friends we we did this video called thief jerky on youtube and uh it, it was based on the fact that i had i had i told them i was like yeah i stole it i stole this beef jerky because i was fucked up at the store so they were like thief we were all like thief jerky. I don't know who came up with the term first, but then like I got this one the same way. Uh, I was like, I took a little Xanax yesterday and then I uh, went to the store, but like, I wasn't like tripping off the Xanax, you know what I mean? But like I had taken it that day and I was just like, it was just like an impulse that I couldn't, uh, I just couldn't deny. I was like, it's like, you can just put the thing in your pocket and it's fine and just have like a little snack with your beer later. Or whatever. You and could just like, uh, keep that stuff in your pockets, like Dale Gribble had pocket sand. <laughs> and you could throw it into the mouths of hungry attack dogs. What were they? Uh, the attack dogs that are that are so often sent out after us common people. No, like the, the thing that he threw in their mouths, what was that? That, uh, that ground-up beef jerky powder. Oh. <sighs> That wait, <laughs> wait. That stuff was in a in a King of the Hill episode for real. Well, what did he really have? He had sand in his pocket, and he got in a fight with somebody. I think it was the Indian guy, and uh, he pulls out this handful of sand from his pocket and throws it in his eyes. He goes pocket sand and uh. he runs away. I'm explaining <laughs> a King of the Hill joke to the caller on Radio Hate. So you were tripping on. Zannies, you like little Zan? No, I didn't. I didn't want. I didn't want the Zan, but uh, I just I couldn't. Um, I had a thing that I had to stay calm for. You know what I mean? So like, I took it, and uh, it was like I didn't. I swear to God, I didn't get fucked up. But you know, I made it through my mission successfully. But then I went to the store later, and it was just like, just swiped a little tin of beef jerky. You know what I mean? Just swipe to the left or the right. Uh, swipe. Sounds like no, you swipe wait. right on that beef jerky. <laughs> if you if you're talking about like in a, in a like a like a spiritual sense, like in the spirit of a of a, like a, like a Tinder with with food or snack or whatever. So I think because but, you're uh, stealing for it, this qualifies as an addiction to this jerky powder. <laughs> It's just like it's just like 
it's just like beer salt, you know what I mean? Are you driven to consume this powder on a near hourly basis? No. No, I probably haven't had it in like a year and a half. Uh, says, I'm barely even, it says here on this card hour. that you were hopelessly addicted to it. And, and that you oh, were calling man. in to talk about your addiction. Uh. That's what my that's what the producers told me. The producers of uh They said you were addicted to this um jerky powder that you were on your hands and knees looking for crumbs of it in the carpet even. It's not a powder. It's a, it's a powdered um, I told I told you, man, it's like it's like it's almost like a sawdust. A sawdust was made and of it meat. gets down to the fibers of that carpet. And you pull it up, and you just you you eat it with dust and all, filth. <laughs> no, man, that doesn't fall on the carpet. I'm that careful. My notes are wrong. You ever uh, you ever been exposed to this Walmart chant? Well, wait, what? You ever go Walmart? to Walmart? I was just. I was I was literally just there. No shit. Uh, like a few hours ago. What was it like inside? Yeah. Uh, pretty boring for a Sunday. It was a uh, not a lot of ass. No, and not a whole lot of people. Not a whole lot of pussies hanging out with the big camel toe and those yoga pants. Yeah. Yes, the, there were none. No, and I mean I wasn't, wasn't paying, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't paying too much attention. But uh, I, you know, nothing that stood out to me. I, I, and I wasn't, I wasn't searching either. But at the same time, you know, I was thinking about those Nighthawk TV dinners and veggie chicken nuggets. It's come to my attention. Uh, according to Stratum One in the chat, that this individual is doing drugs on the call. Is that true, caller? Uh, no, I'm just drinking a Rolling Rock. He's just drinking a fucking Rolling Rock. Where do these accusations come from? I I don't know. Does it offend you that they would even uh, involve you in in this gutter fucking filth? No, no, because before I had the Rolling Rock. I had drank in a 32-ounce uh, Milwaukee's Best Ice, and then I had drank in a, uh, like a regular-grade Lone Star 16-ounce. And then um, I think this is my second or third Rolling Rock out of a, a six-pack, you know, the glass box. Get this man off the air. He's drunk. So No, um, I'm not. I mean, no, well, I stretch no, it out. Fine. You know, it's like, hmm? You're fine. Mm-hmm. You're good. Somebody say somebody here says you're moving up in the world. Is that true? Um, I'm not sure. I, I have like a weird feeling that maybe it is, but um, I'm just kind of trying to be happier. Uh, and that's the first thing I'm focused on. It feels like I don't know if something's happening. You know, because I'm getting all these these like little little signs, these little cosmic synchronicities that make me think. Uh, you know. Not a, it's not all for nothing. You know what I mean. And you experienced this at Walmart? No, no, uh, not really, actually. Uh, but it, it's usually just, just you know, when I'm doing nothing. Just when you're Diesel. sitting around playing with your prick, 
these uh, cosmic um, flashes are making themselves apparent to you, these sudden truths out of the ether. No, I mean, it's it's more pure than that. I'm not doing anything oh, it's pure. frowned upon. No, man. And uh, you're climb- you say you're climbing the ranks out there in the world, drinking your way to the top. I don't look at it that way. I think of it as like a, well, a, a better, a better, a better understanding of a, you know, what's what's to come, maybe, and and what, what what the right formulas are. That is pure. That is uh, a fiery purity that that we don't often get get to explore on this show. Uh, you ever listened to Hate Radio before? This is a radio show. No, no, I've never, I've never listened to it. We're on the radio. Wait, but, uh, I mean, I know it's on Twitch, but, like, where is it, like, is it really on the radio, or is it on some sort of radio frequency? <laughs> We're bouncing or? off the motherfucking ionosphere right now. No, I'm uh, I'm beaming it out across a Wi-Fi thing, off a, off a dongle. <laughs> I mean, I guess technically that's radio, but, but I, I it's mean... Not, it's not the good, it's not the dank radio. It's not the one where we have to take a break every 27 minutes and fucking play nine hours and show and show mattresses and shit yeah dude some guys in, in the back of a of an alley and that's that's where you get your mattress off the radio <laughs> he's just waiting it's like dude. they're and they're, they're there and they're like we call it purple we call it purple just for you when i lived in virginia and I got to do a little radio there as a teenager, just working in the radio, not actually. But I would hang out in the studio, and in the backyard, uh, there was a drug house. It was the fucking drug house, dude, uh, for the for like of- the whole hood, right? And uh, uh, one day I'm sitting in the studio, and we have this window, and out the window I see a dude running out of that house and the police chasing him down. They they grabbed him by the belt and dragged him down to the ground and arrested him while the DJ was introducing some music or something. So he was talking as the police arrested that guy. So then he started narrating the guy's arrest as, as, and we were fucking howling, laughing as, as the guy went down. And, uh, that's the radio story about the radio. So, what what is it that motivated you to call in? Really, I was having a, I was liking, I was liking what I was hearing. You know, I was liking the stream. Thanks, man. And it was like it was just by chance that I was just, uh, I was in the Discord, you know, and I was just like, I was like, um, I think it was like, what was it? I have Discord on my phone, and I saw that there was like a sub, a sub thing for like uh, the music part. And then I, I was posting music in there, and I was like, wait, I can't see like what the description for the group is. So I went on the inter- on on the browser version, and it told 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 me, and I was like, uh, oh, so don't post music in here. Really, it's I guess just when LRH is on. So I, uh, I don't know why I went to the LRH chat for some reason. I can't even remember why I did it, but I went there. Now that is a compelling fucking story. Well, it's, it's not, it's not meant to be like too, like, 
No, just like, but I, I don't usually, like, I usually don't go in there until, like, it's Friday, you know what I mean, to see if it's going to happen or not. Just so, get a little hint. What'd you buy at Walmart? Um, I got, I got some, uh, Nighthawk dinners, uh, some veggie chicken nuggets, um, some Rolling Rock, um, all previously mentioned, and, uh, oh, half and half. All, you've already said everything, and I'm just hearing it for the first time. Dude, how long you been drinking Rolling Rock? Um, I, probably like a year and a half or something like that. No, wait, wait, you mean like in, gen- like in, like in all, or like, you mean like today? Uh, I mean, I'm starting to lose track of what the fuck we're talking about. I'm gonna, we're gonna take a short break here. Thanks for calling in, man. You wanna tell us your name and what you're doing? Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. You wanna give me the business? Yeah. You wanna... Yeah, my name is, uh, my name is Marshall. Marshall Mathers? <laughs> no. I hate when people say that. No, Marshall because Silver. It's the only fucking name we know. Marshall what? Silver. That's a better name. I have a YouTube thing. Marshall. It's like a it's like a it's just like recordings. It's the Marshall Silver show. And I have like I do music and like just sometimes I just record conversations or just like field recordings or whatever. Marshall like, Silver, like, what kind of a music is that? Is it like Smashing Pumpkins? No, no, no. It's just kind of just like just like whatever is happening around me sometimes, but there's no like camera. You know, it's just no cameras. It's just like no, no recordings of the event, no footage, just uh, some Nighthawk dinners and uh, Marshall Silver on YouTube. Check him out, Marshall. Thanks for calling in, Angel. Okay. Holy shit! Now, uh, let's uh, let's change gears. You guys, you guys ever heard this fucking? Have you ever heard him do the Walmart chant? This is some spooky fucking shit. So fucking bored. We are Walmart. Young man, young girl, welcome to Wally World. You're going to be a cashier's okay. Got a smile on your face. You love this place. Moving those cars all over the place. We are, we are Walmart. Not even on. Two more fucking times they have to do this. Dead fucking enthusiasm. Nothing. They're only they're only clapping and cheering because the song is over. They don't give a fuck, dude. Why make them do that? That is sick and weird, right? What the fuck is that about? Uh, everybody wants to compare shit to 1984, but they were really onto something with that. Uh, that make your employees sing in the middle of the morning type of shit where they would what look at a projector something at the front of the room and they would stand up and yell just full of vitriol spitting hate at this 
projected image on the screen, and it would be like about the war, and uh, some guy who the audience is supposed to love, but who society hates. Uh, Stratum says Walmart hates worker solidarity. Uh, it steals the wages of its workers and bus unions, but they demand the workers join in a song which was stolen. Oh, yeah, that's true. He's stealing the beat. Stealing the beat. Um, fucking thieving animals. But you know, he can only, they, they can only steal half that beat because you can't copyright a drum beat. You can only copyright, copyright, I think, melodies and I guess rhythm sections, but not the drum beat. You can copy a, a drum beat note for note sound for sound and uh it's not protected by copyright we gotta uh, we gotta bring the energy of this show back up so we're gonna um fucking listen to that walmart chant one more time okay let's give me a rhythm so fucking miserable No fucking enthusiasm at all. He's just dead inside. Young man, young girl, welcome to Wally World. You're going to be a cashier's okay. Got a spot on your face. You love this place. Moving those buttons all over the place. We are, we are Walmart. We are, we are Walmart. Two more times. Two more times, you fucking animals. Because it's not enough that we even do this. It's fucking over. Now, I'm really clapping. Because getting to work, moving these fucking pallets around, is infinitely better than that fucking horse shit that you just did. You love this place! Two more times! Stratum says, Walmart workers are associates, but they will never be comrades. Uh, Yeah, they bust up the... They show this evil fucking union shit to all their new hires. If a union representative approaches you, he might as well have a knife in his hand behind his back ready to stab you because you're a worthless piece of shit and you're a pawn in their game. Now here's $10 an hour. Go out there and pretend like the customers are nice. Act like you love it. You love this place! You've got blood on your hands. (laughs) You big disgrace. He probably left in the big disgrace, right? I can't remember. How does it go? It's miserable fucking... One more time! We are, we are Walmart. Dead. Last time. Are, it's not the last time, though. Walmart. Young man, young girl, welcome to Wally World. You're going to be a cashier's okay. You've got a spot on your face. You love this place. Moving those buttons all over the place. We are, we are Walmart. Like, yeah, no fucking shit. That's what we're about to, to do right now. And it, if you can believe it, it will kill my soul less than this ritual. We are, we are Walmart. Two more 
no more times. We're done with that. But that's what they would do. They would uh, they would put you through that. And from what I've heard, they still do it. Last caller had no fucking clue. He just kept uh, talking about his phone or something. Two more times. New no no. When you're calling into hate radio, be a perfect sweetheart and be sure to think of the nicest way that hate suck would like his cock sucked. Uh, radio hate. You're on the air. Hi, Hate Radio or Hate Sec. Are you the Twitch streamer, Hate Sec? That would be me, sir. How the fuck are you? Uh, I'm good. My name is Ronald Stalout. Um, I am the PR representative for an indie game made by two people named Ooblets. Um, and how would you feel about sponsoring Ooblets? Me sponsor them? Like, I? how much money do you need? Well, no. I mean, like, we give you a game code, and you play the game. Um, there are a few caveats, though. Uh, this is, uh, I don't know. Maybe this is something... I'm not really a game streamer, you know? I'm more of a fucking asshole. Well, that that's fine. Uh, you haven't met the developers of the game. But uh, there are a few things uh, we need to talk about if you do take this. Um, you will have to install the Epic Game Store. Um, you can <laughs> never, ever let your internet disconnect. Okay. Um, Keep it on. Or ever turn off your computer. Forever, permanently. Um, yes, forever, permanently. Um, you will have to become a citizen of China, uh, but you do get a monthly stipend. Now, I was against um, this until uh, the you, the China thing, and I get a stipend. Yes. Um, you can never watch any episodes of Winnie the Pooh ever again. I don't exactly know why that one is going on, but what about no my Winnie three the sons? Pooh. Maybe uh, they're they're little lax on that, but uh, don't watch it in public. You will get caned. Um, yeah, but the the stipend you get about six hundred yen a month. That's a lot of money, man. Yeah. Um, but uh, again, um, it never ever turn your internet off. Uh, you will have to have your cell phone on you constantly and charged uh, and connected to either uh, wireless network or Wi-Fi uh, with location services on. And I just need to install the Epic Games client to my phone. Uh, there, there is a mobile version of it. You can you can get Fortnite on mobile now. Um, oh, that's cool. So man. you you can do that with the Epic Game Store on your phone. Um, but never, ever turn that location off. They will find you. Um, but yeah, 600 yen stipend. Uh, maybe, uh, I shouldn't, I should be careful. My agent told me not to accept these kind or talk about these things on the air because it's seen as an actual that, negotiation. But what you're, what you're offering sounds, uh, downright scrumptious. If, if I'm well, being truthful. Well, it doesn't exactly sound like you're, uh, your agent has the glory of the motherland in mind. I, you know, I've tried to tell him. If, I just today well, I had him on the phone, and I said, "And I said, dude, you got to cool it with the you know the down on the motherland talk because um, yeah, I've got I, the Epic I, Games I really client that, installing right now. You know, there there are people you can talk to in the People's Democratic Republic of China and, and potentially turn in this naysayer to the motherland." And get a stipend because of it. Okay, so I'm turning in my friends. I'm turning in my neighbors. I'm turning in family. 
What's in it for uh, me? You get bonuses. Well, you, you get paid, but also you you get a secure living style. Uh, you, you don't ever really have to worry about anything, depending on who you turn in. Uh, you will probably never, ever see them again. Um, but don't worry, they're going to the medical camps. I'd like to see them at some point in the future. Uh, no, that's not my call. That's, uh, that's really not my call. I'm sorry. What about smoking that old dope? Am I in trouble? Uh, don't do it in public and don't be a lesbian. I am not a lesbian, but I, I sometimes feel like I could be a lesbian, like trapped in a man's body. Uh, don't ever say that. Because I relate to lesbians Again. on on a spiritual uh, level. Yeah, no, they'll, they'll get you in a spiritual level. They're spirit prisons. Um, I am a spirit lesbian. They, they, they will put you in spirit lesbian prison. And uh, I became a spirit lesbian when my aunt touched me. I thought, um, you know what? She's cool, and I like that. Let's just fucking do this. I mean that I if you know your ant farm does weird things to you, that that's incredible. But uh, my ant farm, yeah, your ants touched you and turned you into a spirit lesbian is what I got. She was ant farming, dude. She probably has a dozen spirit lesbians under her belt. Uh, maybe she she's probably infested with them. Uh, if you turn her in, uh, you you could get a pretty decent stipend out of that. I, uh, I I got qualms about uh, turning in somebody with that much stuff crawling around all over them. I, I mean, you get them out of the hair of everyone else in the people's public. I, uh, I could turn in a family member, even the aunt who touched me. Anywho, uh, yeah, the, this, uh, this indie game, Ooblet, made by two people. Uh, you know, no, don't make... Pedophile jokes with the collars on hate radio. It doesn't work. It makes the collars uncomfortable. Oh, okay. I'm I'm sorry, but I, I I accept your apology for making me do that. Yeah. Uh. But yeah. No. Please. Please. Uh. Please talk about the indie game Ooblets. It's like Pokemon. Um. It's made by two people. Uh. Well, it's made by one person. The other person is uh. A lawyer. Yeah. But don't worry about that. I'm not worried about any of it, brother. I am ready to sign papers. You just email it to me, hatesec at chronicle.su, and I'll suck you off. Okay. How's that sound? All right. Radical, man. Uh, and, yeah, we, we will get those beats ironed the fuck out. Right on, dude. Can't wait to suck uh, up front, if I'm being honest, and uh, maybe we'll pencil you in for a fuck later. Okay, radical. Killer. We are fucking and sucking for China starting now. This is uh, yep. Hate Radio. Radio Hate is the hatenest hour of internet radio comedy suck and fuck material. You'll hear this side of the Mississippi River on a Sunday night. And yet, here I am. Logic says, CCP gave me AIDS literally. How did you literally get AIDS from CCP? Is that... Dude, are you talking about fucking EVE Online? The the people that made uh, EVE Online? I love that game. And yeah, CCP, dude. Once uh, whoever bought CCP, 
the um, Desert Online dudes. Yeah, the Chinese Communist Party now owns CCP. I'll be a son of gun, baby, if it ain't time to leave that motherfucking game. Because there's like 11,000 people playing at best, right? When I started, there was 55,000 a night. That was just unbelievable. Like, I couldn't believe I was in a single universe. Oh, we're not even talking about EVE Online. (laughs) I couldn't believe they had 55,000 people in a single game like that. And that everybody's actions mattered to the extent that they did. And it's true. They do. I moved the market on a few products myself where I, I bought up the entire market and artificially inflated the price permanently on all the stock that I bought up. So I could log in today and, you know, refresh my sell orders, but I just, what's the fucking point when a fifth of the people are playing who, uh, let's see, let's see if I'm right about that. The, how much work did you have to put into it though? I put in quite a bit of work. If And in order to do a really efficient uh, sales network on EVE Online, gee, this is getting interesting. You you have to go out to every star system. You're doing jump gates and stuff. Uh, you know, you're doing faster than light travel, okay, because on board you have an all-new Liebel Droker Incorporated hate coil installed in the console of your motherfucking space plane okay everybody's got their own personal x37b space plane except it's got warp drives hyperdrive it jumps through motherfucking stargates it'll travel a hundred light years in the blink of an eye it doesn't give a fuck about you know it's got the hate coil built right into your fucking brain stem it broadcasts the heat death of the universe onto your tv screen fun for the whole family Get involved, okay? You can spend time with your kids and be fucked up with the Liebel Joker hate coil. I'm, I'm, I'm not overselling it. I'm, I'm telling you right now. We're, we're running a hell of a radio show tonight. I'm a son of a bitch. If we're not fucking flying high tonight. No, it's not Windows only. Sleep. 
sick and tired of the Obamacare website? There are better ways to actively neglect your health, and Liebeltroker Insurance is here to help. We offer better coverage than our competitors at a more affordable rate, granting you access to the best doctors in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Angstrom H. Jr. What can I do for you, buddy? 
I hear you're sick. You got a problem with your balls, is that it? He told me you got a problem with your balls. Lay down. Uh, whose wife do I gotta bang to get a child around here? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about impregnating somebody and her just shitting it out nine months later. You can't afford children. Instead of minimum enrollments, there is a maximum number of employees we are willing to help. And drug testing is not only mandatory, it is added onto your bill each year. We don't give a fuck about your employees. We are just here to make money. Oh, it's not your balls. Radio Hate is a motherfucker of a radio show. And, uh, you know, people come and people go. But, uh, old Hate Sack will be here for fucking ever. Unlike that space plane, that two-timing, alien-fucking, satellite-humping piece of garbage floating around in that unique orbit out there fucking and sucking with those, uh, those beautiful baby spy plane satellites. Already hotter than the ones we used in the goddamn Cuban Missile Crisis. Okay? Those old hags, they're lucky if they got to burn up in the atmosphere. They probably could fall in the ocean, and we wouldn't even go for it. It's trash. Whatever, you know? Okay, these are some hot, titty little son-of-a-bitchin' spy satellites. I'm, I'm done selling that. That's a stupid fucking... Hey, did you see Bernie Sanders just, like, has a heart attack, right? And he comes out, and he has to pretend like he didn't just have a fucking heart attack. He's like, nope, they unclogged me. Almost glad it happened. Let's move on with it. Like, dude, no. <laughs> You're supposed to be, like, sitting on a couch. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Telling people that uh, that it's really changed your perspective on things. You can't be out here like, what? You're going to keep... Like, dude, you're supposed to be, like, this is a life-changing event. And, uh, you're out here pretending like it didn't just happen. Like, that would be scary, man, for a family member to do that. And you have to, uh, just, what, stand off to the side and pretend like, like it's not happening? That's weird. Like, the guy, the guy has a heart attack. And it, he gets fucking surgery. And then uh, he's got to go right back out on the campaign trail. That's just fucking insane. And he has to pretend like it was no big deal. Like, oh, that heart attack? Yeah, you know. You get shit like that from time to time when you're trying to uh, change the world or something, whatever. You know? <laughs> You'll get a heart attack here and there. If you guys... Uh, you guys like Bernie Sanders? He seems like the only one that's actually a a real person or a human being, right? Bernard, Bernard, Bernadine, Bernadine Sanders, the only fucking candidate you're gonna look at that even seems like a genuine human being. Yeah, I could vote. He has heart attacks and he just keeps walking. Oh, well, that's my man. I mean, that is a fucking strong dude. He obviously wants it, you know? Like, when they were propping Clinton up, like like a mannequin, 
here and there, they'd be like, oh, she's doing that thing again. And they would have to prop her up against a, a pole or something. Like, that was weird. That was a weird, like, moment. Like, one of those moments that you kind of catch old people in sometimes. And you're like, oh, yeah, they're old. They're old and sick. And they're and they're not, you know, like, oh. Whew, can we just pretend uh, we didn't see Grandma do that and try to enjoy dinner? She'd be like standing up and then starting to rock sideways. Like, dude, the 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 first lady is falling down outside of this car. Like, you know that's creepy and and weird in another way. But but having a heart attack, and then you you're not gonna dude, you're not gonna take two weeks on the couch just fucking eating a salads and like learning to walk and shit. I don't know. Who cares, right? Who cares? Monkey Touches says, no, this show is only for less than 15 people in the whole fucking world. Well, Monkey Touches uh, really knows how to put the the monkey finish on a sentence, doesn't he? Monkey Touches cutting the podcast off at the knees with his negativity. Um, I'll tell you what, man. You're a good guy. I'd like to get you on that Liebel Droker insurance and uh, and maybe uh, find a, a death panel that's right for you. And then this show will be for less than 14 people in the whole fucking world because Dr. Troubadour is going to take care of you, if you know what I'm saying. This is inescapable. Okay, I already drafted up the papers with that other guy. That, uh, the music we heard earlier was Caius. They pioneered desert rock. And uh, according to Monkey Touches, they can just stay there out in the desert with their generators. Throwing those generator parties. Getting fucked up in the desert. Del Rapto says, I like this show. Now, I think, uh, I think that's a... Monkey touches. Why can't you be more like him and just blindly praise the show? Okay. No, actually, if we're if we're being fair, let's just say right here that Monkey touches uh, actually does know what he's talking about. Um, when he tells me to do stuff, he's right. And only Monkey touches I've noticed is right every time. So, no death panels for you, Monkey Touches, but you will be asked to report for political re-education, if you don't mind. Dr. Troubadour will be in touch, and he's going to bring that rainbow Stalin with him. Where do we go from here? Just have a heart attack and keep on going? In the last show, we were trying to suck our own cocks. If uh, if any of you guys have made progress, you're welcome to call in and talk about it. 917-675-4836. Tell me you're sucking my own cock story. Now, Del Rapto, um, where did you get this idea that someone would be inserting pins into, uh, into your, someone else's cock? Is that like one of Troubadour's experiments? Like, he wants to see your balls? He's like, oh, that wasn't your balls, you know? Like, let's see those balls. And uh, and you're like, why does he want to see my balls? This has nothing to do with balls, right? Oh, it's not funny. Oh, it's funny. Oh, it's not your balls. He just wants 
to play with your balls. Dr. Troubadour got into this whole fucking gig because he's just all about playing with your fucking balls. Money. Oh, it's not your balls. Any excuse he can get, he's just trying to touch those balls, man. He just wants to put a finger in your butthole. Del Raptro says that on uh, Dr. Troober's, Dr. Troob's Instagram account, you can see his work inserting ballpoint pens into people's cocks. I, I think that's called sounding. Is it called sounding because it's involved like with a sex act? Is it, does it have to be sexual to be sounding, is, the, is my question? Or is it just um, sound? Hey, if we're going to proceed any further, Dr. Troubadour, it's time to sound the patient's urethra. Oh, it's not the balls. No, no, sir, it's the urethra. And, uh, oh, uh, or a fountain pen. A fountain pen, it's got that, that sharp end. That, that would be a good sounding device for Dr. Troubadour using the laboratory on his human experiments that he's so well known for. And, uh, he's, we're, you know, we're not supposed to talk about it, but this is, after all, a, a fake news program, and um, we're willing to go there against our own. We turn on our own here at Hate Radio, and I will say Dr. Troubadour has been up to some business. Okay, as we uh, approach the second hour of this radio program, uh, I'd like to remind everyone listening that Dr. Troubadour is indeed a real doctor, and he loves you very much and when you see him on that stand you think about that is he not guilty or or did dr troubadour is he capable of those things that you heard here today and so when you guys are uh watching how the fake news media spins this trial against dr troubadour i want you to remember what a what he done for your knees. Anytime you needed Percocets, he was there. Oxys. You want footballs? You want tablets or pills? You want footballs? You want bars? How many? You, you want Percocets or Oxys? Y'all got Oxys. Then it said y'all got Oxys down. Can I get me some Percocets? Whatever you need. Dr. Troubadour's been there for you. So, when you, I hope you can look him in the eyes when you attempt to deliver that guilty verdict. That's all I'm saying. Because Dr. Troubadour's going to go in that fucking hole and he's not going to name anybody. He's not going to talk. Because where do you think his money comes from? This, this fucking show. Okay, why do you think he's allowed to just play with people's balls? Oh, it's not your balls. And, and what? Okay, everything around this, what you're hearing right now, this is power that Dr. Troubadour knows what to do with. And I, I don't mean for it to sound like a threat. He's, um, I mean, he's an asset. He's a perfect angel, and we love him. 
and he's good to us. And Dr. T says, take your Terramax. What a sweet angel. That was the the Terror Minute. Brought to you by Liebel Droker Incorporated on Chronicle.su Hate Radio. I'm HateSec, and we really had our dicks out here in the last hour, didn't we? It all went downhill, I think, when I talked to that guy who was clearly on Xanax and, and a bunch of alcohol. He just wanted to be like, nah, man, let's just explain everything in great detail, excruciating detail. As the tickets... <laughs> hey, man. You guys coming out to the live show? I love you, beautiful angels. But uh, I'm going out for a pack of cigarettes. Don't wait up. This is Radio Hate. Uh, what do you say we, we call it a night? I don't know. We got nothing else to talk about. Kakama never called in. I wanted to talk about her bees. That was That's what I was stalling for. I, th- I thought, like, maybe that fucking guy. But yeah, I'm going out for smokes. I uh, I want you guys to know I love you very, very much. And I'm very sorry for what I'm about to do. <laughs> Daddy's going out for a pack of smokes. This is so fucking ridiculous. Dude, why do we have to end the show? Why can't we why can't we return to uh doesn't have to end? Okay, we got a second wind. If uh No, I had some ideas. On the last show uh, everybody called in to talk about their fucking, uh, what are you, what were we talking about? Shitty roommate stories. Yeah. Uh, there was a song about Mind Over Matter logic, that's true. The Mind Over Matter at Home Singularity Kit connects your brain to the entire network of galaxies that have formed in our local cluster by way of the brainstem giving you su- I don't want to call them superpowers because this is a this is scientific and, and medical and very real uh, but giving you powers of insight and foretelling that uh, that we've never seen before it's uh, it's downright shamanic if I'm being frank, uh, it seems like something uh, you don't have to take peyote or drink out of a dirty bowl. You just connect this clean needle to almost, it's just a surgical needle right into your brain stem. Uh, you can even get a, an implant so that you can just plug in and it's got a dongle and a rechargeable USB port. But anyway, the 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 important feature of the Mind Over Matter at Home Singularity Kit is that it uses your brain power to create a singularity event in your own mind, and then through your eyes, you broadcast whatever, the future, or perhaps a portal to another dimension. It's, it's up to you. 
Okay. Uh, with the mind over matter at home singularity kit, you are the master of reality, and the designer of realms. And that's, that's all this comes out of Dr. Troubadour's hard, hard work. Trying to make you better. To make you healthy. Again. Dr. Troubadour fucking co-opted the president's slogan. And he says he wants to make patients great again. It's like, dude, you're already making how much money from them? <laughs> They're fine. Don't fucking make any waves. People are looking. You're supposed to be a real doctor. You're peer-reviewed. In all seriousness, Dr. Troubadour uh, is battling a rich and storied peer-review scandal that puts him at the center of a, a good number of uh, lawsuits. And um, there, there's... There's been a lot of media coverage because Dr. Troubadour is so well-known. Like, they'll look him up in Africa and stuff and be like, is this a real doctor? He says that I can get Sakawa Juju and make a lot of money. And it's like, yes, Dr. Troubadour is a real doctor. Story by Chronicle.su. And they're like, oh, okay, I get it. Dr. Troubadour is even peer-reviewed. He's been at the center of uh, any number of scandals. Uh, he's under investigation right now in a peer-review scandal. Um and I guess what might normally constitute a paralyzing blow to an independent doctor's career did not move Dr. Angstrom Troubadour, whose wealthy financiers include none other than Liebel Joker Pharmaceuticals. You might, you know what I'm talking about. He's got the good stuff, baby doll. Okay, the power. It's a powerful medicine firm. This Liebel Joker Laboratories. That um, I think the story was they allegedly paid the journal Nature, to introduce the untested miracle drug, Terramax. This was when Terramax was just coming out. Uh, to an unassuming and naive readership of scientists and fucking medical scholars. Uh, but I remember, and uh, if you'll recall, during the televised Dr. Troubadour trial that court records showed Troubadour faked more than 33 so-called peer reviews, forcing the Internet Chronicle to revoke several articles referencing him. To be clear, all of Dr. Troubadour's articles that are factual and accurate remain published under his pseudonym, Troubadour. So, when you're looking at Dr. Troubadour on the stand, you're not looking at Dr. Troubadour, the man, is not on trial here. At the center of this scandal, it's Dr. Troubadour, okay? And he was, like, he was kind of known for his advice columns in Internet Chronicle. He would come up with this crazy advice, right? Like, like his recreational drug advice was uh, Benadryl and Red Bull. He said it's uh, like a five-hour energy drink that makes you feel wrong. He says, first, what you want to do is you want to take a few Benadryl allergy capsules. Let's not get into this. I, I've got all his tips right here in front of me. But um, he used to do the tips, and, and he hasn't been able to because of this trial. But he said that after this witch hunt dies down, he plans to go on vacation in the beautiful former bomb testing site. 
the beautiful Nye County, Nevada, where a number of UFO sightings have come from. He says, after they quit trying to figure out who's a real doctor and who's a fake, uh, Troubadour says, nonsense, if you ask him. I mean, of course he would say that because he's at the center of this fucking trial. He says he wants to go out west and prove uh, radiation poisoning is a myth. Uh, Troubadour once said to me, he said, I think it's a shame these fake reports came to light. Because he says people need to be more careful, like Monsanto. Uh, now, there's a company that has its priorities in order. Troubadour used to be involved with a little Monsanto, a little of this, a little of that, whatever. Dude had dope, and you wanted it. Got any oxies? They told me Dr. Troubadour had Percocets. Got any oxies? You got 25s or 50s? And he was always there for you. So this uh, this whole peer review thing, okay? You go looking up Dr. Troubadour, Journal, Nature. Just like you would look up James Galloway, Digital America. What did you mean by that? That joke... That joke about Digital America? What did you mean by that? You guys ever... You guys ever had to explain your joke? Where... You make a joke, right? You're obviously just trying to make people laugh. But somebody somewhere had a a bit of an issue with it. They had a problem with it. Or for whatever reason you were supposed to explain your joke. Has that ever happened to you? It's happened to me quite a bit. It's happened to me, I guess, where I've had to explain what I say. So often. And that I wouldn't just have to explain what I said, but I would preemptively get in trouble for things that I said. And, uh... I would I would invariably be called in somewhere to explain what I'd done. I had to do this in high school for a website that I published. They had this uh they had 25 30 pages of satire printed out in front of me. I was pretending to write for the Today show and shit like that and I was just uh being a cunt. Like I was I was making Al Roker talk ugly. I was writing three-act plays about where I worked. I worked at a grocery store when I was 14. And uh, uh, I would write these absurd stories because we had this manager who fucking sucked at his job. And he just seemed like a dumb, dopey fucking idiot. His name was something Lawson, Mr. Lawson. So the title of the play was Under Lawson's Supervision. And it was just this insane stuff people... Uh, you know, whatever, I'm not going to get into it. All this insane material published or printed out uh, and splayed out in front of me across a guidance counselor's desk in a high school. And I'm looking at, and I'm like, dude, you're, you're a walking joke in this place. What are you doing printing out my fucking website, bringing my parents in here and shit? I had to, what did you mean by that? Oh, there's a picture of you here holding a gun. 
is that because you want to shoot up a school, James? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Don't know what to, don't know why you're printing out pictures of me. Um, there I am at, standing there in my underwear, uh, sir. Why are you printing my fucking picture? What did you mean by that? By that joke about the principal? Did he really look at you and you ran away and you never turned yourself in? What did you mean by that? I heard this question so fucking much. Oh, we heard that you like to smoke dope. What did you mean by that? Does that mean that you like to smoke? Tell us some of your friends who like to smoke marijuana. You got to admit, getting high feels really good, huh? Tell us some of your friends who like to get high. Some of your fucking motherfucking motherfucker writer friends that also have websites and publish shit about this school. Why don't you turn your friends in for us and be a, a turncoat little piece of shit before you're even an adult? How about you turn your friends in? You know, we're talking about China and Epic Games. Our fucking high schools get us to rat on each other like little fucking snitches and for nothing. For absolutely nothing you will. Oh, what, because you'll get in trouble? What? You're not an adult yet. You literally don't pay for your crimes. You can you can actually have free speech and there's no fucking consequences. Except when the school decides, oh, he's being a little bit uh, fucking with our careers here. What can we do? How can we abuse our power to fuck with him and get him to stop publishing all this shit? Oh, here's an idea. Let's threaten to put him under a psychological evaluation on account of the gun, you know. And uh, we'll figure out just exactly what kind of little fucking thought criminal he is while his mom waits outside for three fucking days while we hook this little bitch up to electrodes and see what kind of a little thought criminal this motherfucker is. Because he's threatening our jobs. He's making us look bad. Sick fucks. Sick fucks running a high school. And they're in charge of hate sack. And they printed his websites out and showed them to his mom. They had mom convinced that this was my future, right? That I was fucked. So, because I love my mother and I respected her wishes, I deleted the motherfucker. And I did not keep records. And I only did that because I love my mom, and I thought she wouldn't have me completely erase this shit if there wasn't some real legal consequences to this. And when I look back on it, there there probably were, and there could have been. But still, fuck the high school who's supposed to be, you know, pro they're supposed to be, like, nurturing me as a writer, right? Seeing that I have some kind of something there, and not immediately stomping it down out of a jealous hate. We're stomping hate sack down with our jealous boots of hate. And uh, I, I actually resented my mom for a little while after that because I was like, man, that really wasn't the right choice, dude. Because the only copies of that website left in existence belong to some shit-eating guidance counselor who God knows he's probably jerking off to those fucking pictures. 
creepy fuck. And he was too, man. He was a creepy fuck. I wish I could remember his name. I'd say it right now. But that's just how inconsequential of a human being he was. He completely fucked up my writing for four years. And uh, I don't even remember his name. Because he's a worm. And, uh, and it's, it's our duty to forget worms like him. It's, it's our duty to ourselves and uh, to society in general. Fuck those wormy pieces of shit. Uh, as it turns out, the material I wrote about the principal uh, turned out to be true. He lost his job due to incompetence or some kind of gross negligence uh, just a year or two after that. It was a new school and all. And um, now that I think of it, I on my first I took a break from college and on my first little stint back home, I delivered flowers. And something, whatever, something happened to somebody in his family. And they died. I think it was like his wife died or something, dude. And this was a guy who, when I crossed the stage and I shook his hand, I, I smiled at him like, gotcha, motherfucker. Everything you tried to do. I had 60 absences. I was allowed to have. I took 58. Go fuck yourself. I beat you at your own fucking pussy-ass game where you try to ruin me. And I go to the, I go to the front door and I think, man, this house looks familiar. Didn't I used to throw eggs at this fucking house. And so I'm going up to the door, and uh, he answers the door, and I've got the flowers for this flower company. And I'm like, oh yeah, your fucking wife died, you miserable bitch, and you lost your job after the shit I wrote about you. And here I am delivering flowers to your... There was something poetic about it, I don't know what it was. But there was something something to that that moment of when I made eye contact with him. I also saw him more as a human being, but also there was this sick kind of um, Odyssean feeling of uh, um, like p- taking pleasure from the pain that he was obviously in. Hate sack is a sick fuck. The of the day. That's a good one. Dead wife of the principal. Did we take the show to even... Lower lows. Your wife died. Death of a fucking principal. <laughs> oh, this is... That's dark, huh? That's a dark fucking story. And so that... Was that the tangent or was that the point? Did I miss callers? I'm sorry if you called in and I was telling that story. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm just... uh It's like I'm holding on to a roller coaster right now. Um... Just holding on for dear life, you know what I mean? That ended up fucking with my writing for quite a bit. and Because I was afraid of that fucking question. What did you mean by that? Yeah, so what did you mean by that anyway? Was that supposed to be... Is that about us? You don't feel that way about you and me? And us and the family and, and the kids, do you? My shit was so uh, so dark that uh, my mom laughed at it because it was it was objectively funny, but um, she confronted the darkness differently than I did. 
there was darkness in the material that I was I looked at as a coping mechanism, you know, like wearing black and listening to the smashing pumpkins. But she saw the the darkness, I guess, as like a failure of herself as a mother, and so it made her cry. Um and uh I that that hit me because that was a moment in my life where I realized that I'm doing this thing and I'm having a lot of fun at it, but I'm I'm also abusing and harming, I guess, in a way, in ways that I can't possibly understand because uh I'm just I'm just doing this stream of consciousness shit, pouring it out and you know, letting the chips fall where they may. And uh so whatever. That uh I, what did you mean by that? Let the chips fall where they may. Does that mean that you don't give a fuck if you know, we leave your life forever? Well, it depends on who's listening. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta let the chips fall where they may, dude. That means people fucking disappear. And you don't wonder, huh, whatever. They're gone. They're just that gone. Uh, I didn't actually know that he had lost his job when I saw him. I only knew about the wife thing. But the time frame that he lost his job would have been roughly one year after he lost his job. So he lost his job, he lost his wife, boom, there's your nightmare delivering you flowers himself. Like, that's some devil shit. That's something the devil would have done. Have this lanky, skinny, fucking kid thumbs his nose at authority and he looks like a fucking uh, ghoul delivered you some flowers to your door. And you know what he's... Dude, his wife just died. He's all vulnerable and shit. (laughs) And I show up. With that shit-eating grin of mine, I've got this really smug grin that people just want to punch it off my face, and I totally get it. I understand it. Uh, I hate that that's my face, but it is what it is. It comes with me also having this kind of cunty personality, I guess, you know? I am a cunt. I have the face of a cunt. I've got the attitudes of a cunt. My face looks like a cunt. It opens horizontally. And you can just you can spread it open with two fingers, and uh, and spit in my face. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is ridiculous. Can you guys relate to any of this shit at all? What did you mean by that? Explain every fucking joke. I dated this girl. I've told this story once. I I dated this girl. I dude. I I I lost a relationship because. Uh, I was, I tweeted some, I tweeted, I'll pencil you in for a suck now, and we'll worry about the fuck later. How's that sound? And it just so happens that the night before, she and I had plans to get together, and it was obviously we were going to get together and fuck and have a good time. But the other thing is, is I was really, I really took this chick seriously. So it was kind of like, okay, if I do tweet a sex joke, because I'm actually thinking about you, yes, I'm going to go home and fuck you right now. But uh, she was like, so uh, that's just how it's done, huh? Like, she really believed that that's how, that's how hookups are made. 
and that I had some other shit on the side. I said, really? So I just, I tweet, I tweet, uh, pencil yen for a suck now, worry about the fuck later. That's how it's done? That's how, that's how my hookups come in. That's what Twitter's for. I just, I, I make that tweet, and then pussies fall on my lap after the mouths, because that's the order in which I penciled them in. Like, what the fuck are you thinking? Is that really... Yeah, okay, what do I mean by that? You tell me what the fuck I could possibly mean by that. Yeah, who am I penciling in for a suck and a fuck besides this audience right now? What did you mean by that? When you when you went on that tirade about our relationship after the fact. Why do you gotta why do you gotta rehash old stuff? Dude, she took it so hard, like uh she broke up with me for it. That was that was the end. I said, What do you mean? What do I mean by that? First of all, I I don't owe anybody an explanation, but because I like and respect you, I'll tell you. I make crazy jokes on the internet. Uh, you can't be reading my Twitter, you know, and in the back of your mind wondering if this tweet is about you or that one. You're looking for the door? Let me help you out. Door's right there. It's over, you know? What, what, what am I going to do? Explain every fucking joke? I told her, go listen to the podcast. You make a list of, of shit I ought to explain, and, and we'll sit down and talk about it. I love talking about that shit. I'll talk about myself all day and night. I will, I'll destroy lives with it is what I'll do. You guys ever had to explain jokes like that to people? Like, or there are consequences? And, and because I, I told her, I was like, this is, uh, this is a bit much, you know? This isn't how relationships roll. You don't, you don't watch my feed for, and wait for red flags to come up like you're the fucking NSA. All right, we already got the government doing that. Thanks very much. How about look at me in the eyes and we'll have a normal conversation. That'd be cool. Uh, how about you not going and fucking Googling my name and every version of it? James Galloway, James K. Galloway, James K. Galloway Journalist, James K. Galloway Journalist, Richmond, Virginia? What are you going to find? Hate sec? What did, what did hate sec say? Hate sec wrote 36,000 tweets. Let me go back and see if any of them are about me. And I assure you they are. But she doesn't have to know. <laughs> she doesn't have to go back like that. But uh, th- that was not even a bad one, right? It, but it was a relationship ender. How about I pencil you in for a suck now? We'll worry about the fuck later. How's that sound? Over. Relationship deleted. <laughs> We're fucking done. And she was cool. Uh, she was cool in every other way. She just... It, it made no sense, dude. So, um, and I linked her to my peer review journal article that I, I love to refer to. Like, oh no. As a matter of fact... Uh, I submitted this to uh, to a journal, and uh, it's been peer-reviewed, and they agree. I don't have to answer that question. What do you mean by that is a bullshit question to ask somebody. Okay, if they're trying to make a joke, it came from a place where they're trying to make people laugh and shit. What are you doing? What, do you, what did you mean by that? Oh, well, what segment of the white supremacist population do you enable using that joke? It's like, dude, we're, you know, I'm not on Facebook right now. Let's take it easy, baby doll. Facebook, we can all agree, and, and we accept is, the, uh, is where politics went to die. 
<laughs> that's just, it's like a sewer, man. It, that's what happens if you put all your shit together and, uh, and you don't care what happens. It's just a fucking sewer. It, it's it's the, the brain waste of millions of people who still are invested in this whole Facebook thing. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Fucking uploading a Facebook photo and the first thing that happens is all those white squares pop up and it's and you got to start naming who they are <laughs> like, dude fuck you for asking me that who are they who are some of the people who you do drugs with facebook wants to know is that jeremy fisher this looks like jeremy fisher could you just confirm yes or no is this jeremy fisher yes thank you that's jeremy fisher doing drugs with james yes Yes, it looks like they're doing Xanax and he's got a bunch of Rolling Rock. They're going to eat a Nighthawk TV dinner. Sad little TV dinner together. Yes. Those those ones, officer. <laughs> this is so fucking goofy and stupid. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for taking it here. What did you mean by that when you called in and I didn't answer? What did you mean by that? I wonder what you would have talked about if I had answered the phone. You listen to Radio Hate. I'm Hate Sec. Uh, I can't believe this is happening. We're, we're, we've exceeded the uh, two-hour and ten-minute mark. We're going for a hate radio record as we enter the first quarter hour of the uh, second fucking hour of this program at, uh, at almost 3 a.m. My neighbor loves me at chronicle.su we publish satire there all the time if uh if you're not familiar with the website it's it's just a satire just a little old satire paper me and my buddy ryan publish a couple stories every now and then you can read about the x-37b space plane on that shit and uh That'll get your cocks hard for at least a couple minutes. I mean, that's a long story. You can read all about Barbara Barrett and get into the nitty-gritty details of uh, her faltering relationship with the Boeing space plane. Del Raptor asks, did Epstein kill himself? I think this is becoming a meme on the show. I don't think he killed him. No, No, I do think he killed himself. And I'm not trying to be funny because I just reversed my answer. I really think uh, he did kill himself. I think that that was probably a great option for him. And I'm sure his attorneys who have access to the evidence that they have against Epstein and his cohorts probably, you know, I, I'm sure they broke the news to him and it was an emotional moment, you know, like... The attorney's like, dude, they got you dead to rights this time, man. You had fucking everything going on, and they got it all, dude. They went in your little personal safe. They fucking got that shit. You know once they go in your little personal safe on St. James Diddle Island, it's fucking over. It's over, dude. They went in that personal safe, locked away in the back room of that little island. Yeah, hanging himself was the way to go. Okay. I don't see... I don't see why it's important that anyone would have him killed. I don't see what the significance of that is. But I don't think he killed himself. I think 
they broke the news to him in in the visitation, you know? They said, dude, we can't even sneak you in a a child sex slave at this point. That's how bad it is, Epstein. You're fucked. And he's like, what are my options? Says, guy says, you're going to die in prison. You know? He's ready to roll, dude. He tried to kill himself once, right? And then they put him on suicide watch. But then my contention is he should have been strapped to a fucking board and fed through a tube. You know what I mean? Like, just to make sure he stays alive. So you can milk that dude. They didn't do that. And and that's a failure of justice. <laughs> I mean, that's insane. But, the, like, they needed to do that because it was so obvious that he was going to kill himself under those circumstances. And I, I think, you know, maybe even the guards let him do it. You know, and if they did hear screaming before he did it, that that could just as well mean that he he attempted it and fucking failed, fucked his neck all up, but he, you know it like came loose from the ceiling or something. Like there's there's excuses for that if it's true that that don't imply um, somebody killed him. And if they did hear those screams and they thought it was worth investigating, they would. So that that makes me think that the cops or the guards or whatever. They probably just let him do it. They knew he was going to do that. They knew he was going to attempt it. It was probably like a... like a, It had to be gossip, dude. I mean, surely somebody got the vibes of, of it, you know? And they were like, oh yeah, this motherfucker's checked out. Um, and and they, they might have let him do it for some reason. Who knows? That's, that's the way I feel about it. I don't see... I don't, they don't need to, to kill him. The circumstances were such that the really the only choice that dude had was to kill himself. Better he would kill himself than be killed by somebody that's gonna fuck him. And if you know, if it was a homicide, like I didn't read that new shit that said that it might be a, it might have been a homicide. I, I let's look at it. Is it does it come from a credible source or is it just? Because they figured out that if they wrote that headline, it, it would make a lot of money. Homicide, Jeffrey Epstein. New York Post, Inquirer.net, Rolling Stone. Okay. Here's the medical examiner. Yeah, yeah the New York City medical examiner says that... Uh, the, they rejected the claim that Jeffrey Epstein's death was a homicide. So they don't see. They don't think it was a homicide, and that's the fucking medical examiner. Reporting the results of the autopsy of pedophile Jeffrey Epstein, the multimillionaire died in a New York jail last weekend. CNN's Bryn Gingrass joins me from New York. Uh, Bryn, uh, what can you tell us? Yeah, that's right. So the medical examiner here in New York determining that Jeffrey Epstein died suicide by hanging. This obviously just silences, Jake, any conspiracies that were out there saying anything other than the fact that it was a suicide that happened inside uh, that jail cell over the weekend uh, for Jeffrey Epstein. Of course, this is consistent with what law enforcement sources have been telling us ever since then, uh, that they believed that he killed himself inside that cell. But certainly this doesn't answer many questions as of yet as to what happened, why was he left alone for so long, not monitored by the guards. Uh, but this, of course, is going to help investigators, right? Because it gives the cause and manner. It will give the time of death of Jeffrey Epstein, and that will help investigators continue to try to answer all these questions that so many people have at this point, Jake. Okay. 
So, that was basically what I just said. I said it first on Radio Hate. I'm a snotty motherfucker, and I make little nasty faces at my principal during my graduation. I'm hate sack. I think mighty highly of myself. And I'd like to suck you off, if, if you'd have me. <laughs> my dear, I could pencil you in for a suck. And later, potentially, a fuck. My dear, how does that grab you? Does that get your pussy wet? Write me back. Hate sack. Now that's how you get a pussy tweet. And it, it's crazy that she didn't, uh, you know, she didn't stick around for the conclusion to my arguments. What did you mean by that? The story of Hatesec refusing to answer a question. What did you mean by that? Hey, I dare you guys to call me in and ask what I, what I meant by that. Uh, call me at 917-675-4836. Give me a call and, uh, and I'll tell you. This is your this is your chance. I'm going to tell you what I meant by that. Okay, I don't do this, but but I really will. I'll be I'll be perfectly honest with with my answers. I um I'll do I'll do this once. And uh and then you'll pretty much have to fuck me. Jeffrey Epstein, yeah, he killed himself, dude, because uh because that was just the uh, that was the thing to do, you know. Okay, it's not like he was sitting through the Walmart chant. Motherfucker was waiting to be told that he's gonna rot in prison, get that shank, get that dry dick up his dry asshole, and and all that horrible stuff that happens to a man in those places. It was time to hang himself. But if he had to work up the gumption, uh, you know what I mean? He did have. Follow me. chant what's that fucking guy's name jeff or something there's a guy named jeff oh there's another walmart chant there's another one uh let me see this i've got this uh his name is jeff i i'm gonna find this shit christian stock the third world war now we'll find this there's uh there's an incredible um video this guy's got hate in his heart dude 
and he's doing this Walmart chant. It will find in a second. I drink light whiskey. I'm smoking all the time. And I'm getting fucked up every goddamn night. Everybody's doing cocaine and starting up fights. And I'm living fast and hard and dying young with my goddamn loaded fist fury. Doing what I do and I'm spitting in your face because I'm dominating you. Living hard and doing time and I don't give a fuck. And I've been beat down and thrown around and now you're out of luck and punch. Fight, fuck. Punch. Fight, fuck. Punch. <laughs> yeah, here it is. that fucking roar and and after he does that roar that roaring at the end he's this bald guy dude he's this like squatty fucking bald guy who you know he's he's like the manager he's fucking pushing these pallets all over the place he's got that rhyme in his head and he's like fucking and, and he does this little jump at the end of it, and, I, and like a kick, he does a little kick, and then he does like a little, like a little military step, like one, he takes like a one step, like, like how they'll take that first step out to start a march or something, he does a one, and then he walks, like he rolls his feet as he walks away, like he's a little fucking robot himself, like a robot who just did the robot song, and, and he fucking high fives the other uh, people, that are standing around him and everybody's just getting a kick out of it man they're hooting and hollering oh joey's so fucking crazy man you see him lead that walmart chant the other night joey's got oxies right but there's this look in his face of like actual real true rage and it, there's a there's a burning intensity in his eyes after he <coughs> after he starts this uh this shrieking roar he's got this intensity in his fucking he's gnashing his teeth like he's showing his full teeth uh <coughs> del raftro in the chat says the guy chanting leading this chant sounds like he beats his kids. Yeah, he probably does. He's got the whole I use violence as a tool vibe. Like his his shrieking roar, like that's the little panache he puts on it. What do we want? Whoop! And and he does that shrieking roar. Like come on, dude. <laughs> 
easy, man. You're just you're just selling cheap shit at Walmart. Like this is this yeah. You're not fucking rushing the beaches of Normandy. Like use an appropriate but they have to they have to do this fake enthusiasm or you're like you know you're not in the company or whatever. Like if you're one of these jerk offs just standing around with your lanyard hanging off your tit, you're nobody. Okay, but Joey puts himself at the front of that room and and for one beautiful gleaming moment of horror, Joey is Walmart. <laughs> And that's why he got the promotion and you didn't, okay? So continue scooting those fucking pallets around under Joey, who shrieks and roars like a fucking animal because we're selling cheap shit from China in here. And we're doing it for a low wage. So instead of being motivated by the actual reward of this company, we're all standing around here watching Joey shriek like a fucking gorilla ritualizing this horror in front of us, making it seem normal. Welcome to Walmart. How you doing? We got not hot dinners. What you want? Sugar, what you want? Dr. Troubadour's working at the eye center. Go get your vision tested. Might be time to get them motherfuckers thick. Get them as thick as the cock that is not in my vagina. I'm Dr. Troubadour. And uh, let's just have a look at those eyes, huh? Let's have a look at those pretty eyes. Dr. Troubadour likes to put his patients under. He uh, he insists on it. It's kind of a sick fantasy with him, you know? And he puts himself at the center of all these stories, I think, because he thinks it's going to get him extra pussy. But he's fresh out of medical school. I mean, how much does the guy need? He's getting all the all the ass, and me and Kilgore are standing around here with our dicks in our hands. Dr. Troubadour's out there, his face buried in snatch. And, uh, all because, what, he has a medical degree, and we just lay around writing? We just lay around writing. But, yeah, Dr. Troubadour, you know, he's under investigation. Um, Christmas is coming up. You guys doing your Christmas shopping? You getting your cheap shit from Walmart? That Black Friday is coming up, and they're really going to do the chant. Black Friday is when the Walmarts chant who don't chant already. Like, if they don't do the morning chant every fucking day like some Walmarts, you can bet your sweet robotic ass that on Black Friday, you're going to be standing around your very own Joey listening to him count out the letters of Walmart like it fucking matters, and then let out some kind of beast roar. Like, you don't need that. Right? But, uh, yeah, it's like a cult. It is like a cult, Del Raptro. That's, that's very true. Um, and, and just like a cult, it leaves a hole in your heart when you leave, except that that hole in your, it's not really a hole in your heart, is it? It's like a hole in your soul if you work at Walmart. Have you guys ever worked at Walmart? The, the reason I know a little bit about it is because uh, I worked at one for six weeks. After, um, after I graduated from college and broke up with my girlfriend, I had nowhere to go, no job, and I was in a town where 
you just can't fucking get work. And uh, I was like, what the fuck do I do? So I uh, I got a job at Walmart for like $11 an hour or something. It was horrible, dude. And the uh, the managers were just terrible. Like, like I, I ran the electronics section, and the managers would come, like, they would come and see that I was, like, doing a good job, but I was, like, doing it on my cell phone instead of the company phone. And I have to make a case. Like, the, you know, the fucking phones don't reach where they're supposed to go. All right? And I'm doing the job of three fucking people right now. I'm fielding short answers on the left, and I'm... And I'm signing people up for phones on the right. What the fuck you want from me? Yeah, I do some of it through my cell phone. Sometimes I'm on my cell phone and the work phone at the same fucking time. Because, like I said, I'm doing the jobs of three people. I said, and, uh, you know, like, like, what's going on? Like, why are you uh, Why are you on my case? He's like, oh, no. If I was on your case, boy, I'd be riding you. He said that I'd be riding you. Yeah? Ride me? That. Like the like a fucking horse, like the ladies, like the pussy that you're obviously not getting. Or you, I, I said, what is this? What is calling me into the office and making an issue of it, of how I do my job? And he said something like, "You stand around with your with your hands behind your back." I'm like, "Yeah, dude, I I I don't keep them in my pockets, fucking playing with my balls all day." Like someone in this office. I'm a pretty good old boy, but I'm not that good. You know what I mean? But people would come up to me when I was at that job because I had long hair and a beard. I looked like Jesus. I looked like I like I was touring with Foghat. And uh, they'd come up to me. They'd be like, man, it's so interesting to run into a guy. They don't make guys like you, man. They don't make guys like you. you an old soul, man. You know, I, I'm like, well, yeah, you think so? I'm an old soul. Say, I look in your eyes, man, and, and I, I, know, I know that you just get it. You know what I mean? You just get it. And I said, yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. I look like, uh, <laughs> I look like Creedence Clearwater Revival. Okay, I look like some album cover you've seen. I look like George Harrison right now, and I work at Walmart. Yeah, I must be an old soul. I must be someone who just gets it. Uh, <laughs> no, you know what it was? I was I was high as a kite. And when I when I applied for the job, I asked them. I said, "Look, I get high." And uh, and they said, "Well, we drug test." I said, I, "I said, why would you drug test at a job like this? Like, shouldn't people be high at this job?" I mean, how are they supposed to do it and be happy? And the lady was like, well, it's for insurance. So I drank a lot of water and got the job. I mean, I drank a lot of water. It said dilute on my on my results. Like, it's so diluted that they couldn't even get a bead on it, I guess. So, uh, but whatever, they just accepted it because they, they, needed, they needed guys who get it. Old souls that just, you can tell that they, they've been in other realms and other times. Like, I used to be a fucking king, dude. I was royalty. All right, I was royalty. I was English royalty. But at, at a time when it was fashionable to have a French last name or to be associated with the French in some way. So, even though I'm an Englishman, and I just do this accent for you, 
I, uh, I'm actually pretending to be French royalty from a past life. You can read about me in Chaucer. You guys, you guys like Middle English? That's a fun language, huh? To read a bunch of words that look like you recognize them, but they don't make any sense. Middle English, if if you've never read it, it it, it is another language. It's English, but it's Middle English. It's like this weird form of English before there was, uh, you know, before you could put it in a Pink Floyd song and it would sound cool. There was this, there was this crazy Middle English that um, the uh, verb subject agreement was flipped on its head and and there were there was there's a lot of false cognates stuff will look like other stuff and it won't be anything like it like margin or something you'd be like oh that must be imagination and it's like no dumb fuck it it's a it's a mill for grain that's a false cocktail you retard learn middle english I took a college class where we had to learn Middle English and uh, recite it at the front of the room. And I was so proud of my performance, and I looked at the teacher, and this motherfucker didn't even, like, nod his head. I'm like, all right, dude. Uh, y- y- I didn't phone it in, but but I see that you you are today, my friend. I caught him in his office one time. He was buried under a pile of Shakespeare books. Like, just every fucking Shakespeare. He was... Like, you couldn't even walk through the room. And he saw me from his desk, and he was like, oh, no, he's going to try and talk to me outside of office hours. And I'm like, dude, you're the most interesting motherfucker I've ever seen. And he he goes to his door. He looks down the hallway to see if anybody else saw this interaction. He sees that we're alone, and he just shuts the door. <laughs> he's like, okay, cool, man. I got a roll. Like, I was right in the middle of something that uh, required me being in this pile of Shakespeare. I had to learn Middle English for that guy, and I made no impression on him whatsoever. But he was a beautiful baby, and uh, I wish him all the best. Dr. Troubadour, on the other hand, is a, a ruthless businessman who will stop at nothing for your health. And uh, it's it's for that reason that we that we trust him. We like his tenacity. We like his uh, we like his spunk. You know what I mean? I mean, and by by spunk, I mean we like the way his cum smells. Doctor Troubadour has perfected. Well, we're not supposed to talk about it until it it gets published, but uh, he's got a thing that like makes your spunk taste good. You're listening to Radio Hate. I'm Hate Sack. Can't believe we're still rolling. Uh, you guys will listen to literally fucking anything. Uh, oh, Barrett Brown spoke at Dr. Troubadour's memorial ceremony. Um, he gave a dedication speech at a ceremony dedicated to Dr. Troubadour. Because uh, they had some kind of future grave or something. There was like, they got the plot, right? So Dr. Troubadour's got a place to live and everything uh, when he dies. And uh, they unveiled this 
fantastic bronze statue in his likeness and honor. And uh, and Barrett Brown was there, and you know he was like smiling for the news cameras. And he had this uh, eloquent, mesmerizing speech, um, awing, like everyone was in awe. Um, and he said that they had analyzed the entire situation of the world from within the most classified back channels. At the very core of the Pursuance Project's alpha test, you'll remember that Pursuance Project was uh, Barrett Brown's, the, the crown jewel and the Brown... Uh, patented toolbox of uh, hacker journalist tools and uh, we're still waiting to see what happens with that I, does anybody know what's going on with pursuance project i haven't checked in on it in a while let's just let's just go there now pursuanceproject.org is that what it is uh, pursuanceproject.org Okay, so it's still the same thing it's been. It's it's like an office software. It's a, it's open source office organization software. You can uh, have these fucking boring corporate meetings with each other, except in, in this case it's meant for journalists, researchers, and activists to collaborate on shit uh, and organize quickly and effectively. Yeah, so I actually asked Barrett Brown about this, and um, he says that it's really hard to make this thing that can do all these tasks and uh, and to do it um, so that it's it's safe and secure, because the idea is that this is for journalists and activists that would rely on it in like China, for example. So it has to be secure so that when your fucking plans against the government don't leak. <laughs> and uh, he says that that's the most difficult part. And he seems to have had trouble with the lead developer on, on that. Like, that guy's gone and he's making office somewhere, some so- software somewhere. And, uh, and yeah, it looks like nothing has, has changed there unless... Barry's been talking about it. You guys know if he's talking about it? Y'all sucking or fucking tonight? This is so fucking crazy. We're talking about Barrett Brown in 2019. Like he matters. Now let's not be ugly. Does Barrett Brown matter? I, I read a, a funny thing. Some kind of law. Not not like a written law, but, you know, kind of like Murphy's Law. But it's this, uh, it applies to news headlines. And it says that any headline posing itself that ends in a question mark uh, can simply be answered with no, and I, with the implication being, I guess uh, it's it's a it's a waste of a headline. Well, that went nowhere, didn't it? Doctor Troubadour famously broke Bitcoin. Um, there's a uh, there's something called the Troubadour Challenge. That uh, if you can't finish a single round of Civilization Five in one sitting, that you're a weak piece of shit in Dr. Troubadour's eyes. He invited readers at one time to um, take the Troubadour Challenge, which was an annual event held twice yearly every six weeks out of the month. And uh, the challenge was to, comp- to complete a single game of Civilization Five in one sitting. And this was like a health challenge, too, because... 
I mean, it is well documented that sitting in one place drinking sugary drinks for hours or days, like weeks at a time, is good for your health. Uh, Joker Labs produced data to suggest that prolonged stages of sedentary near motionless can have a hugely positive impact on internal organs and even your digestive health. When you sit still for 8, 16 hours at a time, playing a single video game, just drinking energy drinks, Troubadour uh, challenges you to improve the risk of cardiovascular vascular disease and have fun at the same time. I guess EVE Online would be another good game for the Troubadour Challenge if, the, if he ever does. He does them every six weeks. <laughs> he does them. <laughs> How does he have that much time for gaming? He's, a, he's so prolific. You ever know people like that? Like... They've got these insane, insane accomplishments behind them, like these crazy fucking careers, and and they've published all this stuff, and they, they make movies and shit, but somehow they have time to sit around and play video games for like 20 hours a day. And you're like, hey, how are you all those things, plus, you know, you're, you're destroying me at, the, at this one thing that I actually enjoy. Like, how is it that uh, I can be dominated on so many levels by somebody? Sometimes you'll meet somebody who's, like, so so out of your league, like, uh, but you don't realize it at first. You're like, oh, he's a normal, relatable guy, or she's she's a really funny chick. And then you find out that, that they're just, like, insanely accomplished, and uh, <laughs> they're, like, giants in their field or something. And... Um, like it just it, the enormity of what's possible and what's out there and like what people can achieve will profoundly hit me sometimes where I, I have to I have to chickety check myself before I wreck myself and the, meeting people like that will really check your ego and because uh, like I like to think that I'm accomplishing something when I write a, a little piece of shitty satire on the internet right. But then I'll, I'll encounter these people that like reach millions constantly and like they're fucking crushing it as they do it. And, uh, and they're likable people. You know, they're not all shit bags that don't deserve their success. Like uh, most of them are, are going to be cool, likable people. So like good for them. But just the, the scale and the enormity of uh, what people can achieve if they're not just jerking off and playing video games all day will knock your socks off guys and uh i'll tell you what there might be something to it how the hell should i know you're listening to hate radio i'm gonna fuck you in the mouth and then later on down the road i'll pencil you in for a fuck if i feel like it okay maybe and maybe by then we'll be boyfriend and girlfriend again who the hell knows in the meantime let's uh let's just jerk off next to each other how, how, you know what's wrong with that i won't get it on you Let's call it. Let's call it here. Let's not do three hours, because at this point it's just absurd, right? You gotta, uh, you gotta know when to when to take the picture away. You gotta know when to when to call it. Radio Hate's brought to you proudly by Liebel Droker Incorporated. Who brought you the Hate Coil Panoptosphere, the Panopticon Terror Max, Doctor Troubadour himself, the Doctor Troubadour scandal and the Internet Chronicle. Chronicle.su Get on out of here. 
be cool.